pizza? Yeah. So it tried to kill me. Anyway, all right, let's do it. Okay. okay. Good evening, everyone, Hi-oh. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we are doing a movie that is controversial, or at least is controversial between Matt and I. Yeah. Uh, it is the movie Invaders from Mars, the 19... Yeah, that, from then. From Toby Hooper. The Toby Hooper remake. The Toby Hooper 1980 remake. Remember, 80... Um, nine eighty. I don't know, 87? Like I can't remember. It's Fuck, I should have written that down, but <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but man, that's so funny. It's so funny that we have this uh, completely... I mean, you like the first part. I love the first part. I love the... I, I, and, this, and this movie is a, a me problem, not the movie problem. I think it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie whatsoever. It's just, uh, I just don't like the direction it goes with the... The army guys. I wish something sure. different happened. I almost wish like he had like I've never seen Goonies, but like I I know what it's kind of about. I almost wish he had like a group of kids that was like this is Goonies buddies, and he stops them with that instead of just like here's a hundred dudes with machine guns. I'm like neat. Like I kind of want you know something more than that. That the, 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 the hundreds dudes with machine guns bored me. All the army maneuvers they were doing like yeah. it almost turned into a war picture, and I'm just like. Fucking snooze fest at the end. I understand. I understand that feeling. I I really enjoyed. I wish that there were effects for a lot of the stuff. Like I felt like the the thing that it fell down on again because it wanted to be a PG movie. Yeah, it wanted to be accessible for kids because it is a kids horror movie. It is a kids horror. At movie. the at the end of the day, this is a horror movie for children. Like meant to hit that thing in a kid's brain that is like, oh my god, that moment when you realize that not all adults are to be trusted. What yep. if my parents aren't to be trusted? Oh my God! What if the police might do bad things sometimes? And it's cool. I mean, I, w- <laughs> I also wonder if like I would enjoy it more if I actually did see it when I was a kid. Like that this one, this one be... escaped me until this week when I watched it for the first time for this podcast. It might be because I saw it when I was young yeah. that I like I watched it at a younger age and it was it hit me right square in the like oh my God it's just it's like childhood fears yeah. and. And it's filmed in such a way. I was also a fan of the original version. I've never seen that one before seeing this version. So, but I had a lot of things stacking up that I would have liked this movie. But man, this is such a favorite movie of mine. It's also got that nice edge that kids' movies don't have anymore. Like it it first starts out, and he's just swearing up a storm with his dad watching stars, and I'm just like, yeah, back in the '80s. Like, and that I can imagine watching this as a kid back in the '80s. Like. That'd be cool. Like I'm like I'd be like, oh my god, that kid gets to swear with his dad. That's awesome. I wish yeah. I could swear. I get I get I got literal soap in my mouth if I Ew. swore. And I'm watching this kid, and I'm just like, so I, I would uh, imagine that would be awesome if I yes. saw that when I was ten. Like, fuck, I want to be swearing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I. I mean, uh, it's this movie is so good at presenting. A mood, and it's so intentionally fake, and it's so processed and plastic and fifties and Adam Age. And yeah, just, uh, there's so much about it that just like hits me in so many things that I love. Oh, and I and, love the look of it. And I gotta say, you want to know my big takeaway from watching this with a with an eye towards actually doing a podcast as opposed to just watching it in the yep. background. When I was like, I watched this thing, and I'm like, man, I love, I love the direction, I love the way that he's done all of this shit, and I was like, wait a minute. Didn't I just say like a year ago in a podcast or a while back that I didn't believe that fucking Toby Hooper had done anything for Poltergeist? Yeah. And then I watched this and I was like, this looks like Poltergeist. <laughs> Shit. 
I bet Toby Hooper did a fuck ton for Poltergeist. Yeah, has that ever been like officially? There's a, said no, like, it hasn't. Especially been. now that Toby has passed, like if anybody's keeping secrets, I'm just wondering if anybody's came out and been like, okay, yes, Toby I, did shit. Or, I haven't heard that. If anybody has that information, yeah, please share. I would but, love to hear it, but I have not heard anybody say that. All I know is that at the time there were rumors that basically Steven Spielberg was responsible for everything that he was yeah. like, he was backseat driving the whole production. That's what I heard. And the more that I look at this movie specifically, it's like, oh, you're this this guy was perfectly capable of making Poltergeist. Yeah. Clearly. Well, uh, Stephen King was pulling strings on this one too. I mean, King. Uh, yeah. Spielberg. <laughs> Stephen King pulls all the strings. It all Pull comes... the strings. <laughs> <laughs> Every... Oh my god, everything comes back to the Elvira pinball machine. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Invaders from Mars. Okay, we see this is one of the one of the few movies that uh, MGM did with Canon Pictures because they got so screwed on that deal when they started distributing <laughs> Canon. Uh, but uh, you know, you see that Canon logo come up, and you know you're going to get some fucking crap, and yep. it's like. But but fun crap. Exactly. It's but you you know that they're going to bring something that you're like. You know, it's not going to be the smartest movie I've ever seen. Oh, no, it's, it's a crap cannon. <laughs> yeah. it, it, shoot, it, shoots it shoots crap. It shoots poop. But, but if you watch a bunch of poop get shot, it's, I mean, that's fun. It sure is. Uh, <laughs> as long as you're not getting hit by it. <laughs> that uh, Electric Boogaloo, that documentary, mm-hmm. amazing, first off. Uh, oh, did you watch that today to figure out I did. Out the, uh, I rewatched were... it. It wasn't what I had thought it was. Oh, okay. I, I had hoped that there was a better anecdote from it. Uh, it was that um, they went to watch... King's, uh, what was that? The King Solomon movie that that Alan Quartermain. Oh, yep, yep, that yep. thing, that movie. They were watching a screening of that, and Golan is like, "Why are the the women are beautiful? What is this? They're supposed to be hideous. What is going on here? This isn't frightening at all." And he thought that he was watching Invaders from Mars. <laughs> he was like. And he just refused to admit that he didn't know which movie he was talking about when he went into it and never, never corrected himself. Very, very on, on brand for those dudes. Uh, anyway. Very, cr- very not on brand for a film producer who was successful, though. Like, oh, these women are beautiful. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Well, there were, <laughs> like, supposed, there were supposed to be giant meatball critters, uh. is what he thought. Uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, we get some crazy Superman, the motion picture flying credits, which is really fun. Uh, it must have cost a fortune to make those credits at the time. Hey, didn't think of that. Um, but, uh, we see Toby Hooper, Karen Black, Golan and Globus, written by Dan O'Bannon, effects by Stan Winston. Yeah, that's some pedigree here. This is, like... Three hat tricks. This yep. is the most awesomeness. That oh, oh, and my boy Bud Court. And Bud Court is in it, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing pile of people. Yeah. And and Lorraine Newman, who I'll yes. talk about <laughs> in a minute. Who's been on our show before when we covered Witchboard 2. That's true. Uh, so it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, she's been on the show. She, she came on. <laughs> anyway, so... We get that scene we were talking about with the dad and his kid watching Falling Stars, and they're loving it, and they're just, like, best buddies, and they get along very well. They know each other quite well. The father is very forgiving and not an uptight parent. Lots of little clues of, like, when somebody gets, you know... Yeah, they they really do establish his his character fantastically within one minute. Absolutely. 
Uh, and mom comes out and interrupts the boys' night. She's played, as we said, by Lorraine Newman from the, the original SNL. And we get all these little setups that are like, mom is nice, dad is nice, they're all friendly, wonderful people, and it will be very clear even to the stupidest audience member when they stop being... It won't be clear to her when her husband turns out. <laughs> takes her a little takes her a little time. <laughs> but I mean in her defense, come on though. Like I mean if somebody in your like I can understand being like what's going on? What's wrong? Why are you being like this? Mm-hmm. Why are you being a dick? Why what is happening? Yeah. It would take a lot for me to jump to my wife has become an alien. Like if she was acting like That'd an asshole. That'd be the first thing I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the first that okay, that's fine i mean watch too many movies to each his own <laughs> but either way we go into the kid's bedroom and he's got that 80s capsule like time capsule bedroom oh i love it do Some, you know what his bed sheet was it had like red space stations on it i didn't know if it was uh, just I don't think, a generic I, thing or was i it think actually? it was probably more of this stuff the, the thing that they don't really hit home that i wish they had kind of pushed a little harder uh is the nasa thing because we never really learn that, like, there's... Because his dad works there, right? His dad works at NASA, He's got exactly. a, like, NASA patch on the bed. This, like, yeah. and he works there, right? And it's like, that's supposed to be very obvious. Yeah, but, like, what's but he But it doing? is not. He's he's a research scientist at NASA. That's all we know. Oh, okay. And he's on first name... He's on a first name basis with the general at the base. Mad Dog. So, if if you know Mad Dog, you know... <laughs> You're you gotta up there. Be, you gotta be high up. So, um... Uh, son and dad hang out before he goes to sleep and dad's like, oh, I got a surprise for your coin collection. Interesting. Oh, that coin might come in handy at some point. <laughs> Interesting. So, it, and it does. Yes, absolutely. And there's a big storm outside and the kid goes to close his window after the dad leaves. And there's a big fucking techno organic hive ship that starts landing. I fucking love what this thing looks like. So beautiful. This shot of that, like, I don't know, is this a miniature or is this, I don't know how miniature. they did it, but why does it look so freaking weird? Like that walkway to the hill. Oh, because, yeah. I, is that just all model or is that just a weird looking shot? But either way, like, I just love what it looks like. I do not know. All I know is that it looks exactly like the one from the original movie. Okay. It is like an exact reproduction of what it looks like from that kid's bedroom to the backyard. It's like it's like they took that. It's almost as though the set was there and they just literally filmed <laughs> it. It's so perfect. I just love what that. Yeah. It's, I can't explain it either. It's just got a weird feel on film looking at that one shot. Every and that's again, that's part it's got a very surreal quality to it. Like it's brilliant because again, this is like a child's mind and a child's nightmare, and it's like all these things are so they're almost two dimensional. Like the things that you're looking at, they're like the fact that they're set pieces amps up the idea that you're in a reality that you're unstable in, that you're mm-hmm. shaky in, as opposed to being like, oh, that looks silly. It for a kid, I think at least. It sets you up in a like, why why does this look like this? This doesn't look like what I'm expecting yeah. it to look like. Because for me personally, I've always I was never afraid of horror movies as a kid. I used to watch horror movies all yep. the time. The only thing that ever used gave to? me nightmares <laughs> was uh Doctor Who episodes <laughs> and one episode of Magnum PI where he turned into the fly. Yeah. <laughs> 
because they came from out of nowhere. And I think the Doctor Who episode was because everything looked so janky. I was just like, what? what is this? Like, mm. this looks like it's being filmed live and everybody's in weird costumes and these adults are behaving very strangely. <laughs> it's like, so I think that really works for me. But like, the Hive has flashing disco lights. Again, this is all very much like the original. Um, and it's got tons of layers and holes and it looks sort of like an anthill beehive termite nest kind of thing it's very insectile Mm -hmm. uh his window slams shut of its own volition and he runs to his parents and uh he's like blah blah blah, all the crazy shit (laughs) and as this happens i'm like oh lorraine newman this literally in my notes i was like lorraine newman why isn't she in more stuff and the second i like wrote that in my notes she goes Ah, oh, and yawns the fakest fucking yawn I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, that's why. Yep, that's why. <laughs> but I mean, she's been in over like 200 things. But I mean, she's never had like a good role. Which is a shame, because I, I love her. I love her. I do too. I think she's great. But I think she's she's good as a sketch actress. And yeah. I feel like that doesn't necessarily always translate to like main character status she's she's gonna be a good wacky best friend yep in a lot of movies uh anyway (laughs) everybody needs a fat best friend everybody needs a fat best friend uh okay so uh mom's in the kitchen doing a house budget or something sure and uh dad comes out acting nice and weird Here's the thing, like, she never even talks, brings it up, though. Like you said, you're not going to just be like, oh, husband, did you turn into an alien? But, like... Oh, sure. Does she even say for a second, like, you're acting kind of weird today, honey. Like, she doesn't say no, anything. No, she, she literally is like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's her first thing. But, like, again, she is distracted for this scene. Then when he starts acting weird at the table, she's like, are you okay? okay. And then it does get a little, like, blah, blah, blah. But... This isn't that kind of movie. This isn't the kind of movie where, like, it necessarily needs to make sense again because of the surreal nature. Because, like, of all kid this realizes stuff. he's Wonko from the start, and from that's get go. Like, and that's the other part is that, like, this is about how he feels alone, and it's further isolating him that his mother's not understanding the thing that he's seeing, mm-hmm. that he's seeing something wrong, and she's like, eh, whatever. And that further is a scary thing for a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I for me. This is these are these are my personal feelings on it. Again, I fucking love this movie, so I'm <laughs> going to be defending it a lot. Um, oh, I'm not going to be shitting on it. Like, <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I mean, I like I said, it's yeah. The things I have a problem with are my problems, not the movie. The movie's right. fine. Yeah, Dad basically has a sign around his neck that says, "I am a I am a fucking person. weirdo." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Dad evidently last night went out to investigate what was in the backfield. Now he has a big hole in the back of his neck. That hole looks gnarly. Looks gnarly. And also he's an alien. And uh, (laughs) mom leaves. And then as soon as mom leaves, dad takes a... This this is something that I only know from being as old as I am. Mm -hmm. Takes an entire container of aspartame and shakes it into his coffee. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, Okay. They're, They're little aspartame. They used to sell little aspartame pills oh so it was like i thought it was like tic tacs i was like what the hell is he doing yeah yeah those like one of those things that's like uh, the size of oh, a, so it's like a sugar cube yeah, it's basically thing? like a sugar like a fake cube. sugar cube but like aspartame the little the little things that are about the size of a grain mm-hmm. of like rice yep each one of those is like a packet of sugar so he basically put a pound of sugar okay into his coffee that was scalding hot and then just in three gulps yeah 
And then he crosses his eyes at the end, which was maybe a little too far. I think <laughs> even for me, that might have been a little much. He kind of Jim carries it a little bit, yeah. but it. There you go. Uh, he's not that subtle about his alienness. Mm. Uh, so, Dad takes takes his son out to meet the bus, and he's he's like, which he's a bad alien. He's bad at being an alien because yeah. he could have just been like, all right. Here, gra- he's a kid. Grab yeah. him by the arm, drag him out to the Seriously, field. Seriously, fucking cares. Him. Who like, cares? Hit him with a frying pan. Whatever. Oh, my kid totally got away from me. Well, oh well. Because you took him out to the bus. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just one other. What does a mom do? Like they mentioned several times that she has classes, <sighs> but like nothing is made of that. Like that just bugged me. Oh, who knows? Yeah, the kids. She's like, go to bed. It's a school night. You got school too. She's like, yeah, that's why I'm going to bed. And then later on, she's like, we'll go for a picnic. He's like, you got classes. Like, why do they keep talking about mom in school and classes when you never see mom in a school or a class? I don't know. Just to give her an excuse to not be there. Because if, if you are if you assume that she's a stay-at-home mom, you know, I mean. You she could just say she's at work. could have said she was at work. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It bothers me because I want to know what kind of class she's taking. I do, too. It's apparently a pod. I wouldn't care what it's kind of. It's a pod peopleization class. Yeah, I wouldn't care what kind of job she had. I just want to know what she's learning. That's fair. What you uh, learning, Lorraine? <laughs> either way, he goes out to see the bus, but Dad's like, actually, I did go out into the backyard, <laughs> and there's something very interesting back there, and I'd like to show it to you. And he's like, no thanks, I'm yeah, going to the bus. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, he comes back home afterwards, so yeah. it's like, mm, buddy. I'm not creepy at all. Come with me. Maybe Dad's better. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he gets better after eight hours of school. And 30 aspartames. Yes. <laughs> so after, after at school, sorry, they're dissecting frogs. Some There's some frog shenanigans. <laughs> Again, more shit that you can relate to as a kid. Yep. People throwing dead frogs at each other in science class. So also, I was a little unclear on the start of this fight. Did he, like, somebody threw a frog at a girl mm-hmm. and he threw yep. it back was that was it was he defending the girl or was it basically yeah the, the motivation here is a little weird was the frog meant for him but missed him but yeah it's it's like almost it's, it's like they made made david misbehave but i don't know why because like you nobody hit him he was just sitting there like, yeah i mean it's it's almost a save the cat it's almost a like hey this kid is gonna stand up for somebody else like he knows what okay. he believes in and he's gonna He's going to be the one that's defending the person who needs defending. You know, he's not going to leave anybody. No man left behind. Okay. So that when he goes in and tries to save his parents at the end, you're like, well, of course, he's that kind of kid. But, you know, whatever. It's okay. It's almost a setup. Eh, I don't know. Eh. But yeah, somebody throws a frog at, <laughs> at the girl next to him and he's like, fuck you, picks it up, throws it at the person. But he gets caught. And, and cuts himself accidentally. And also, scalpel. I think the, the teacher like manhandles him while he's got the scalpel and i think that's why he cuts his finger no he cut he cut his finger reaching for the frog oh right cut his finger picked up the frog threw it then he was like oh crap my finger okay (laughs) and then the teacher man handles him afterwards because she is a monster uh she's pissed off that he cut himself and she's like i hope you need a tetanus shot Mm. uh so she takes him down to see the school nurse played by karen black Yay! yay uh and this to me I don't know if it's intentional or not, but to me, this is just amazing casting. Having Karen Black as... I think it was intentional to hire Karen Black. Well, to hire her (laughs) as the reliable, sane, level-headed person in the story. Uh, She fits great for her, yeah. Because she is not what you expect. 
you want you want Karen Black to be the nut job. You want her to be the person who's going, you know, you don't hire Karen Black and say, keep it at like a three, (laughs) you know, and they said that they were like, Karen Black, keep it at a three. And she does. She keeps it at about a three or a four for the whole performance. She sneaks a five in every now and then. She sneaks a couple things. There's a couple (laughs) moments where she Karen Blacks it up. But I mean. When when she plays restrained, she plays restrained. You yeah, know, she's she is not actually a crazy person. She's just good at yeah. playing a crazy person. So uh, that's acting. <laughs> she's a great actor. Yes, uh, and she also has just like a face that when it goes crazy, it's like, yep, fuck yeah, <laughs> this is great. And fun fact: Did you know that David is her actual son? I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's super weird. Yeah. Right. Fun oh, fact. That's really weird. Wow. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Anyway, okay. So, um, uh, do, 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 do. okay. So, Bus drops David at home and he actually goes in. And this awesome, unstable camera work, like everything's like creepy and like they do such weird shit with the camera as he's walking into the house and it feels so unstable and so as a as a as a retro video nerd too i love the scene of just looking at the oh, old yeah. uh vcrs and and stereo and that gigantic wooden tv Big on the floor console tv hell yeah oh, i miss furniture televisions yep that is that is pretty beautiful um so this is definitely a moment when you notice the influence of Nightmare on Elm Street creeping into this movie and it's kind of all over the place in this movie in a movie that there's no good reason why this movie would have any Nightmare on Elm Street in it Mm -hmm. but like this whole scene feels like a dream in a Nightmare on Elm Street like the door slams behind him which again is a supernatural thing not an alien thing they're not telekinetic. No, that sometimes happens with wind, though. And just, like, shit keeps happening where, like, the, the window slams shut. Yeah. And it's, like, the door slams shut and all that kind of stuff. And it is... It's just kind of a, kind of an interesting film style because it feels like, like Nightmare. But, you know, that movie had a pretty heavy footprint. So, yep. not surprising. Um, TV is just set to spooky static. And then David's like, do, do, do. Ooh, Maybe I can see that naked lady in Life Force. <laughs> uh, I know this movie. Beep. I can't do, do, do. Hope my mom doesn't come in. Yeah. Ah, shit. Ah, boss. I hope she doesn't come in while the hot naked French lady's there. That's what always happened as a kid. <laughs> uh, but mom spoils his fun watching naked French lady mm-hmm. by driving an Omnibot into the room <laughs> in like the weirdest product placement I think I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. She uses the microphone and everything. So it's like, look at all the features in this toy that you could buy at your local service merchandise. Man, it's so crazy. They actually used to advertise those things in, in Playboy magazine. Like they were for parties and shit. People like directed yeah, a, to adults. They made ones with like serving trays yeah. for drinks and everything. And it's like, can you imagine going to a I was like, man, you can some drunk loon's gonna kick that thing over on accident and trip right over it. Like, I don't I just wanna know if anybody I would love to hear eighties robot party stories if anybody's got one. Like, I mean, isn't wasn't there one of those in Rocky Four? I never saw it, but like did I anybody feel like did Polly anybody had a robot? Did anybody go go to like a Coke party in the eighties and somebody was showing off their drink serving robot like and it had like a tray of cocaine? Yeah, I guarantee a, it. I would, 
I want to meet that anything. I want to meet the dude that was reading Playboy that was like, I need to buy this robot to serve Coke on this drink tray. I mean. And invite his friends over. And I want to see if it went smoothly or not. I, Did the robot just like clunk, plop, plop, fall over, spill Coke everywhere? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or was it actually really fun? These are, God, I wish, I wish Listen, I could do this. As a child, I had an Omnibot 2000, the little one that is in this. Yep. I had that toy. And it was the greatest toy ever. So I had an Armatron. That is um, pretty awesome, too. But it was the version that was just an arm. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just an arm. Yeah. My dad picked it up, and I thought it was the coolest thing. It's the best. It's like, now it's just like, man, how much fun can you have with just an arm? Well, I had a ton. Yeah, <laughs> I picked it's up, great. I picked up anything I could with that thing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is a that is a super fun, weird toy. I want to get one of those. Do you have one of those kicking around here? I, weirdly, I haven't seen one of those. It's very strange that none of those come in. I don't know if maybe they just break really yeah. easily or whatever. They had a lot of moving servos in it, yeah. Yeah, so. it doesn't seem like it would last very well. The only thing I remember very clearly that there was an episode of Mystery Science Theater where they used two of them for an for a robot arm wrestling match. <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, uh, mom is still totally oblivious to dad's monsterization. He hasn't come home and it's after dark, but so that worries her. Yep. Uh, and then we get these two very fifties cops. Like they look like they're straight out of like car 54 or Adam 12, one Adam 12 or whatever. Um, the cop with the mustache is a kid from the original movie. Man, look at your fun facts. I got, I brought all my fun facts. I appreciate with me. that. Thank you. That's really cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so David unknowingly, I mean, basically feeds these cops to the aliens. Well, he doesn't know yet that they're that's true. They're they're alien meat by sending them that way. Yeah, He's like, my dad true. went to that hill. Like, uh, keep check that. Maybe so he does. He sends the cops out back. Which so is they, which is another fun fact. Which is why when they're the cops are walking up that trail, you hear one of the cops go, "Wow, I haven't been here since I was a kid." Oh <laughs> shit, that's great! I love that. <laughs> that was a good reference. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite scene uh, because I don't know if it was intentionally done this way, but Dad pops out of a bush with his NASA badge and he's got an electrician with him and it's like you guys were totally fucking right oh no be, be the phone co- yeah the guy from the phone company he's putting on his he's zipping up his yeah, tie yeah, as he like, comes out it's just like what was that was there an implication there and again that could very easily be an intentional like childhood fear of like uh oh my dad's fucking the mailman or something you know, I so. never had that as a child I don't think fear. I did either <laughs> but it's, it is it is odd like but it was like it was a very it was very intentional but it it's had a, to be but it's also very strange because the aliens when they're aliens you know taking over people I mean they're kind of weird but they're they're not stupid like why wouldn't he just he must have drove home from work, right? Like, why would he yeah, just walk yeah. up the driveway? Why in the hell were they coming out of the bushes? It's, it's, it's very, very strange. Odd. Yeah, uh, it's whatever. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He makes some excuse about you know, oh, I was just laying pipe or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I mean, installing installing the phone, not, not laying pipe. That's a ticket. <laughs> uh, and mom's like, yes. I know. <laughs> Wipes away a tear. <laughs> and uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> Cops come back. They're totally zombified. Also, they've got the thing in the back of their necks. They're poking at their necks. 
they I appreciate that they don't go out of their way to show it. They just show a lot yeah. of the people they show subtly just touching their neck like, for a second. Yeah, yep. which doesn't make sense if you're an alien and you know that you have a control rod in the back of your neck. Then, but I don't know. It could also be a semblance of humanity too. Too, or it's, just it's like true popping. because they're also not aliens, so they're not pod people. They are. There is literally an antenna in their neck that yes. is implanted, and then they're controlled by the supreme intelligence. So their brains are still working like humans. They're just being controlled. That's probably why. Yeah. So that might be it. Just like scratching an itch involuntarily. Yeah. yeah. So okay. We're itchy. Yeah, Dad man uh, manhandles David back into the house because David is just constantly getting like fucking Jack Torrenced. He's like <laughs> Danny Torrance arm. <laughs> just have broken noodles <laughs> just, arms. Yeah, totally. Uh, so he's like, later on, Dad's like, later on we should go for a walk in the woods, honey. <laughs> After like, you do the dishes. <laughs> I love that he's still such a fucking, like, such a pig that he's like, yeah, but you really need to get the housework done first. <laughs> I'll make you into a zombie deer, but only after you do the dishes. Mm. Fuck. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, um, David's understandably so terrified that he can do nothing but lay awake in bed just kind of staring at the wall holding yeah. onto a stuffed animal his dad comes into his room and steals his pennies for reasons we don't understand yet but ooh. not really we don't really understand it but kind of makes sense yeah we do they need a topper for what to power their stuff <laughs> sure okay <laughs> sure it runs on I mean it kind of does it, it does. That was the whole legitimately. They, they, they stole copper from the NASA people, and they were stealing pennies. It yeah. was just like yeah. get all the copper you can get to. Yeah. Well, that's another. We'll get there. Somehow, copper is fuel. That's another thing too. Like, what what are they even doing here? They're stopping the humans from going back to Mars. We find later yes. out, or is that yep. the? Yep, that's the deal. They don't want they don't want the humans to go to Mars. Why not just stop them when they get to Mars? Like, it's only gonna be like two of them. I don't know. Maybe they're doing it's like something. let's go to their planet full of like six billion people and, and fuck with them there instead of just waiting for like two of them to come We're, here and go like boop boop. <laughs> we can't breathe the atmosphere. We can't like I mean what what are we gonna do on Mars? Nothing. Yeah. Maybe it's a religious thing. Maybe it's like a violation or something. Who knows? Sure. Um, but that's what they're doing. So not David, very supreme or intelligent. They are not terribly supreme or intelligent. David looks out his back window and watches Dad take his mom into the back field, which... Oh, she's a pod person yep, now. Yep, it's too late. Bye, Mom. And next morning, Mom is dabbing blood from the back of her neck at breakfast, <laughs> where she's making a massive... Pound, pounds of pounds of bacon. Of pounds burnt bacon. Pounds of burned bacon. <sighs> I would totally take it. Um, David looks ill. You a crispy bacon, or you like your soft... I'm a crispy bacon. Uh, I'm kind of like a medium bacon. Okay, I mean, I certainly what they were doing. No, 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 God, no. Certainly <laughs> not, not blackened. That'd be bacon like, like that'd that. be like taking a spoonful of ash from the exactly. fireplace. Yeah, that's yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so they say, David, you look ill. Perhaps a picnic in the backfield <laughs> would help you. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, that'd be great. And mom's like, while she's saying this, she, you're like, Oh, she's making hamburgers. So she starts making a patty. Yeah. She makes it into a patty, takes the salt, pours <laughs> a giant 
pile of salt onto it and just starts eating pieces of raw hamburger with massive amounts of salt on it. Ugh. I loved it. That That's is so gross. It's such a great weird moment. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, okay. Yeah, looking totally normal there, Mom. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that they'd have at least basic research on what humans eat. Yeah. But like I said, they maybe they're not that smart. I mean, they have interstellar I mean, travel. They do. And well, I'm sure it's hard to do research on a species from another planet when you've never been to that planet to like bone up before you get here. It's true. They seem to be doing better than most though. Like That's a good point. If we went to Mars, yeah. we would not do this well. No. No, there's so no true. Way. Okay. So there you go. And every now and then we're just gonna eat like a pile of not right food. Right, exactly. We'd <laughs> show up and then we'd prepare a perfectly cooked hamburger and eat it and they'd <laughs> yeah. be like Huh? <laughs> you're supposed to pour salt on that. Yeah, you're, you're not sprinkling red Mars space dust on that? <laughs> red mars space i have a an allergy now drink the clay <laughs> yes uh so this this scene of mom getting the life giving him the lifeless hug now hug your mother yeah and she hugs him and she just kind of puts her arm and just kind of stares off into the middle distance Ooh, love it yeah that is a wonderfully creepy moment David gets to school and he gets bullied by the friendliest bully in cinema history. This kid comes up and he's like, has a baseball Slams bat. Slams a baseball bat on the monkey like, bars. Hey, you want to come play? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Oh, no. He asked him if he was real about that UFO shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, were you real about the UFOs? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you want to come play? <laughs> no, and then he goes like, all the other kids think you're freaking or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But then he does invite him to play. Okay. He does. Uh, so whatever. Come David- play with a space boy. Yeah. <laughs> David watches his teacher write 2 p.m. space trip. I mean regular trip <laughs> uh, on the blackboard. and <laughs> Bring your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your neck. Please wash back of neck. <laughs> Don't listen to Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> so he is suspicious of this lady who's writing these things. And so he follows her out back to her weird little classroom desk in the back there. She's turned away from him. And the suspense here is just so good. Oh, I love it. And it leads up to probably the most, like one of the most memorable scenes in horror movies for me ever. Uh, just he finally gets to her. She turns around. She's got half a frog in her mouth. She's eating a formaldehyde frog covered hole. frog hole. <laughs> just the back legs are kicking out. They're just kicking and she like turns and she's like oh, oh, Yeah. And just does the full on like like a monitor lizard eating a rat. Oh, that's awesome. so good. It's so good. And uh we also see that she has a the bandage, a crisscrossed bandage on the back of her neck. So an alienized little girl shows up too and with pigtails just enough pigtails to show that she has a band-aid <laughs> on the back of her neck very clever that is that is heather that is the daughter of the uh phone repairman that the dad was sleeping with jesus christ yeah dude. how do you know this stuff because, well they say it they really yeah it gets mentioned but it's it's a quick blinker that you is miss a quick it one because it's not even that important either but like yeah they he mentions it so but i mean it, it explains why she's at yeah the why she's guard the... of the invasion yes yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, he's uh, he knocks down this little girl on his way out. He's like, 
fuck you little girl runs off and uh he's saved at the last moment by earthbound angel karen black (laughs) the evil teacher is like give me that boy he's been doing bad things i want to (laughs) punish him and she's like no No. (laughs) you're acting cray cray yeah you're gonna beat him with a ruler yeah i don't (laughs) think this is i think (laughs) we need to give you some time to cool off and she's like i'll be back in five minutes for the boy my pretty (laughs) (laughs) exactly she's really yeah bringing very strong wicked witch of the west Mm -hmm. energy to this (laughs) this project oh totally um so she says five minutes because I guess five minutes is the amount of time that David needs to give all of the exposition up until this point. Yeah, she never really comes back, does she? I think she does. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But he's like, uh, David checks her neck and she's safe. So we fade out and then fade back in to Karen Black laughing. Apparently the five <laughs> minutes have passed. And she's like, well, that's a hilarious story. <laughs> I especially like the part about blah, blah, blah. And... So now she knows the whole deal as David sees it. She doesn't believe the story, but she knows the parameters. She will but she <laughs> Oh, you yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, so now the teacher has come back, and t- Karen Black goes out to talk to her about the neck bandage. She's like, David's concerned about an injury to the back of your neck and she keeps craning around to look at her yeah. neck and, and she's super defensive and she's like oh yeah she does come back for the scene yeah yeah and she says it's a boil and then she tries even harder to get David and pretty much at this point Karen Black is like she knows something is up she knows that there's at least something to the the idea that this teacher is fucked up at yeah. least if not that there's she may not believe that there's aliens but she believes that this teacher is messed up so uh she closes the door behind her and is like oh boy and then (laughs) sneaks him out the window yeah this is weird too like just think of this proposition now like a teacher telling a student like here you leave school sneak out my window here's my house key go to my house oh absolutely (laughs) it's it's very very strange and I mean, I I feel like a lot of this is like, this feels like a, a childish, like, rescue fantasy for, like, a young boy. Yeah. Of, like, I'm going to take care of this teacher that I'm in love with. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even weirder that it's his mom, but, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, so, uh, little girl with the neck bandage comes to try and see him, and Karen Black is, like, a little more sold on the alien conspiracy when the little girl has the thing. She sees the the two bandages on her neck and yep. know, whatever. And then David's like, where can I hide? Where can I hide? Oh, the evil teacher's van. Yeah. Dude, come on. <laughs> Why? And, and and what? I know they set this up, but I, st- I don't buy it. Uh, because the teacher says that the teacher, yep. his teacher... With the frogs, mm-hmm. she said she got all those frogs in the Copper Hill area, which explains why she became alien so fast, because she was down there collecting all the frogs, you know what I mean? But like, She also so, collected that stuffed monkey there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so when he gets into her car, it's just filled with like poacher cages left and right, and it feels like she got into the truck of the dude from like Rescuers Down Under. Like This does not feel like his teacher's car at all it's filled to the it's brim with so... taxidermied animals multiple cages traps everywhere like what is she doing definitely and this was feels... before she was an exactly. alien like what it feels like it would be revealed that she's a serial killer after yeah. the fact 
Uh, yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. <laughs> and it's all just to give us this one little homage to Toby Hooper's Toby Hooperness. Like it's literally so that we can get a Texas chainsaw massacre, gank, 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 like a shot of yeah. different stuffed animals or, you know, and I guess animals. it works as it, as, you, as you were saying earlier, this is like a little kid nightmare scenario. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, my teacher's weird. I bet she's got tons of weird shit in her car and she does. But like, when you start breaking it down, you're like, it just does. I just don't feel the vehicle and car she fits the teacher. Does not look like a person who drives an Econo line. No, and then she go, and then on her way home, she's like, and then what do you do? Like after school and your school clothes, you just stop at this sandpit swamp well, and collect I mean, frogs like that. <laughs> she doesn't normally. In this particular case, she's going to her alien hive. Yeah, that's that's a whole thing. But whatever. But normally okay. she's collecting. That's where she does it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then, so David's parents show up at the school and confront Karen Black in the hallway, and we get one of those zollies, like the do the zoom dolly shots, and it's so fucking good. It's probably one of my favorites. I mean, again, because I love this movie so yep. much, but it's so slow. Normally, when you see a zolly, it's like wow, it's like to to really give you one of those like really fast <laughs> shots, and in this case, it's like just really agonizingly slow. I guess I didn't even notice it, yeah. So it's just like, it looks like the world is just slowly expanding around them. Mm. It's, ah, oh, it's so fucking good. Um, anyway, uh, we get the David and the possessed teacher's van, the chainsaw shots, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Um, and David is being stupidly bold here. Like, he's constantly like, huh? Oh, look, it's her! It's like, yeah. Dude, you're lucky that they had to rip the fucking rearview mirror off so that we wouldn't see the camera because otherwise she'd see you. Yes. <laughs> um, so weird. It's so weird, but that's fine. Um, so she does, uh, She's maybe she's just too zombified to notice much of anything. She parks down in a desolate area, hops a fence, still dressed like, you know, like, the granny from the fucking like, the granny from the granny yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and he uh he follows her down a giant hole in the ground that looks like it was made with a huge death ray or something it's really like hollowed out yeah it's, it's cool looking gnarly and awesome uh and he's not terribly bright to walk into the hive of the aliens here i don't know what david's plan is you're eight years old and you're like um, maybe I can fist fight the aliens if I get in here. What well, he, I mean, what is he thinking? He doesn't even know what they look like or anything. He doesn't. True. He doesn't have any idea what he's him. up against. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that likelihood is very low. I think it's more likely that they're going to be xenomorphs and they're going <laughs> to just eat you. But maybe. No, you never know until you go. It's true. You know <laughs> what? He's going to roll those dice, uh, and so we get uh, we see that like the cheesy lighting process stuff that made his made life force not really work. But like this works because it's supposed to look like this. It's supposed to look fifties and like, yep. I feel like he tried this in life force and like, you look at that movie and you're like, I don't know if that holds up. Yeah. It's, it's... And to me, this holds up. I like this one better than Life Life Force is one of those movies where I, I feel it's got some great parts and it's got some <laughs> things that, yeah I'm not talking about the boobs, but I mean they are great. But like but I just mean it's got some great scenes 
and effect wise it's got some great effects Patrick Stewart in it for God's sake it's got some great effects but every time I ever try to watch it I just get bored out of my fucking gourd like I know I I have found myself unable to finish that movie yeah that's one of those movies that's just like the howling for me yeah, that is a. I just too. It's, it's got some great stuff and it looks good, but man, I always just feel like zoning out. I yeah. almost suggested Life Force at one point, and then I was like, and then I started watching it, and I was like, no, no. I can't sit down and take notes on this fucking thing, and it's yep. like seven hours long. Mm. Ugh, boy, no thanks. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, we start seeing the inner workings of the hive and then we see the two giant four-legged testicle monsters who are like they look like hairless krites they got gigantic toothy mouths they're awesome um and then we see the i guess they're the guards of the the supreme intelligence and they start chanting sort of like the dark crystal elders yeah they're drone aliens yes um, according to the script and planning. I mean, that's, that's, that seems like, that seems sensible. I mean, they, it's definitely an insect hive of some sort and the yep. supreme intelligence seems to be whatever, but I guess the, the queen alien, I don't know. Yeah. But this, the Krang queen alien thing, it looks basically like Krang yeah. on a big wang. It lo- I it's, lo- it's a Krang wang. It's such a cool looking creature. It's a cool looking creature. And when he comes out, when he first pops out of that thing and it's got all those finger tendrils that he comes out of, like, I love what that looks like. It's so gross. <laughs> it's just, it's a space anus. Yeah. But yeah. You know, it's cool. Um, and so when he, when he talks... When the the weird little guy, when the weird little Krang yeah, talking tells, is just going, <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the thing on the teacher's neck starts spinning, the little light up thing, yep. and uh, and she starts just like regurgitating information, like she basically is that what she's doing when yeah, she's, she's reading the vowels out? I, was just, yeah, I didn't yeah. get that. Okay, like it was a thing that I think she had said earlier, and it feels like. He's just kind of unwinding parts of her brain for like data data collection. Oh, okay. Is what it felt I guess like. I can see that. Um, and then she starts like reading this weird poem or some shit. Like, yeah. But was that just to call out David? Like, I didn't get this part at all. I like, don't she gets know. there and she's like, she gets there at first and she's like, A E I O U and like doing vowel shits. So and then she's like, yeah. And she reads that little brief passage and all of a sudden she turns around and yells at. David, yes. who's there, so it was like, was she so, setting up to turn around, or did she yeah. catch it normally, or did the Supreme guy see it and beam it into her that he's... I, I just didn't get to this. To me, this was more of the like the, the nightmare kind of stuff, where people are talking in ways that don't make sense, and that kind of thing, to make it even more of a, like, you know... I just feel the movie has... Comprehensible nightmare quality. I just feel this movie has a couple broken parts, and this is yeah. one of them. I'm just like, I don't understand... I don't get what's going on, and then it just moves on, like, I don't get any of that. Yeah. I So, it's it's weird. None Again, of it maybe made I, sense Maybe I'm yeah. being overly forgiving of the movie, yeah. but to me, it feels like it's intentional, that it's supposed to be okay. incomprehensible for, like, to make it weird, to mm-hmm. make it feel uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, the two very ineffectual guards go after David. <laughs> like, I can't imagine how you could have a physical form that is less intimidating than these things. Yeah. They're, it feels like their main problem is like, 
cow tipping. Like it seems like cow they're very, tipping, very vulnerable to uh, a push from the side. They're extremely slow. So slow. Uh, if you want to shoot them with bullets, you can't fucking miss because they're extremely huge giant. and wide. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're, they don't have a lot of pluses to them whatsoever. I mean, I mean, they're basically bulletproof, so that is that's helpful. What? You have you have to shoot them with a bazooka. They get taken right the hell out with machine guns. No, it was bazookas. Like oh. they sh- they shoot the shit out of them and nothing happens. I mean, you can see little yeah, pops yeah, yeah. happening. Oh, I but thought they that's don't why fall they fell. Down. But every time it was a dude with a bazooka. Oh, okay. So there is at least that. But they are they're definitely giant krites. Um uh, okay, so it's annoying too that there is obviously only two of them <laughs> built. I know. Like, every time we see them, I there's know. two of them in the, in the screen at the same time, and it's just like, you never see more than two at once. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things, because it's funny that you say that, because one of the things that I think this movie does really well later on is take 40 army men and make them seem like 12 platoons. Oh, yeah. Like, it's amazing. I, I was so impressed by just how massive the force felt and how those shots were so expertly put together in a way like John Carpenter has that skill too and it's just this amazing way you can use a few people to look like a lot of people and it really worked like I never felt like I never felt like that was was phoned in Uh, anyway um, (laughs) so all right, David's running away and uh, we get the cliched hand over the mouth. Oh, no, he's been caught by some. Oh, it's Karen Black. Mm. Uh, so he tells her about the monster lair. She continues to hope that he's just mental. But clearly she knows he's <laughs> telling the truth and is just. Are you just a crazy little kid? That's the, <laughs> <laughs> Please just be a crazy little kid. Yeah. Is like her hope. Yeah. Um, now the hole where David got into the hive is gone. <gasps> They can move tunnels, he says. No. Uh, Karen and David are looking at David's house over a hill. Uh, the The geography in this is a little funky because it's like there's no hill there anywhere that would have been like four stories tall. That's, That's in the front yard. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> we just don't see the front yard. <laughs> we don't. Actually, we did. <laughs> we saw him at the... There's one part of the front yard that could have been in. Actually, that's true. You know what? Exactly where that is. We don't see because we see yeah. where he gets picked up by the bus yep. and comes in, but we don't see that right-hand corner. So, it's over that's, there. That's exactly where that <laughs> giant mountain is. Uh, okay, so uh, they watch David's parents dispatch two dudes in orange suits into what looks like a giant strip mine. Like It just looks like desert, wasteland, uh, and they're holding metal detectors because I guess... I don't know. They were looking for gas lines or something. Who knows? I don't even know if they're looking for anything. Were they just being fed to the? I mean, they the were. Thing-ding? But I mean, yeah. they they had metal detectors. Oh, and so they were. Or oh, so what, I was like, go out there and find the metal thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. Like that's it's like ticket. maybe they work for the gas company or something, and they mm-hmm. got gas detectors or something. Who knows? Or they were sleeping with George's dad. Or also, is like go out in there and pretend that you're doing <laughs> something, and then we'll meet up for the sex later. Uh, that sounds a lot more likely. <laughs> okay, so what they find is a sand tunnel that swallows them in a beautiful scene. Oh my god! Well, the looks... sand, the sand, uh, the quicksand, yes. eating effects in this look great. Oof, they're so all good. the effects look great. 
And also, we don't know what it is either, and it never gets shown to us, but it's clearly some sort of organic creature. Thing that's sucking them and running on it. Yeah. Because it it attacks them. Like, it goes after them. You see, like, a Tremors monster going under the ground, like Bugs Bunny. And it's like... I wish we saw that. I do, too, but we don't. Yeah, this blows my mind, because this movie also won a Razzie Award for Worst Special Effects. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can I just say that the Razzies are garbage? Yeah, they are. But like at the same, <laughs> at the, in, in, any awards I don't take stock in. But at the same sure. time, like, wh- who would watch this? Like, you say say whatever you want about right. this movie, but who thinks these effects look shitty? There's like, a million things you, you can me? say about this yeah. movie, but the, the shitty, the effects looking shitty is not one of them, dude. And like <laughs> the idea that the sets, like that they didn't know that they were making the sets look like that on purpose is insane. Yeah. That took so much talent to make those sets look Amazing. exactly the way that they do. Yep. They, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, the Razzies. Yeah, the fucking Turkey Awards or whatever. Yeah. All of that shit. They're all dumb. Uh, listen, as somebody who says bad things about movies a lot, <laughs> even <laughs> I would not be that much of an asshole. Uh, okay, so... Let's see. Uh, Karen and David book it, but as they're leaving, they see our evil teacher driving. The, uh, this is so funny. Oh, and the teacher the teacher looks at and smiles out the window. This is the freddiest scene it ever. It is the freddiest scene ever. Oh, my God. Just like literally she knows exactly where David is, and she just turns her head and smiles at David as she's taking the field trip kids to the... If you just put a Freddy laugh aliens. under the scene, it would work. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> would have been amazing. So that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. That would have uh, been fun. <laughs> she had a Freddy horn. That's what it turned out to be. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they drive off and Karen gets out at a uh, at a gas station to call the state police. And David's teacher is an expert bus driver because she sneaks up with a fucking 50-ton bus and is like... Buses are quiet. (laughs) Yeah, those old buses, so (laughs) quiet. Uh, You could smell that bus coming. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's like dropping tons of diesel fuel into the the atmosphere every year. Uh, Anyway, he runs away and she's not able to catch him. Because he's a kid and she's an old lady, and uh, even though she gets a drop on him, Ugh. yep. Karen, hey, that, that David's old. He's wiry. He's wiry, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Karen finally sees what's going on and catches him and drives off. And she and Karen says, "There's one place I know that we can hide. The place where the invasion started. Cool choice, bro." Yeah, she goes back to the school. What? What is this decision? Is that where she? Yeah, she's like, go hide at the school. It's like we. This is like literally, yeah, practically ground zero. It's at least step two of the invasion, and it's where you work. People are going to be looking for you. It's like Like, there are people there. Like we know that there are people who were infected who are there, so we know that there's a good chance that there's a bunch of other people we don't know there, like the janitor or whatever. And you're going to go hide in the boiler room. Mm. I mean, again, because Freddy Freddy's Krueger, down there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Freddy's got one of those little things in the back of his yeah. neck now. Uh, okay, so turns out phone's dead. No FBI for you. Sucker. Zombie alien cops show up looking for them, and they go down, hang out with Freddy. <laughs> David knocks over the rake that they keep on the stairs. Shouldn't keep rakes on the stairs. Just saying. 
I'm glad they saw him in this scene though, because this whole scene they're just mm-hmm. like they're like sitting on that bed, and I was like, aren't you guys gonna like find some cover or something? And I'm just like thinking like if these cops look around and don't see them, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> but no, they they saw them because they're <laughs> sitting right there. So. So thank you, movie, for letting them just sit right there and get caught, because... But then, <laughs> the giant outer space penis drill saves them, which is the weirdest thing. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? How... Like, the I... likelihood of this happening seems pretty low. Again, it's just like, I wish we knew more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, About what is it? What was going on? Like, why are they even here? Like, they're here, and it's like, I don't know, maybe to stop that ship, but it's like, the ship. then yeah. just stop the fucking ship and get out of here. What are you tunneling out underneath the school and busting through the janitor's closet for? And what, what do you... Scare the children. And, and turning a whole school bus full of kids into aliens. Like... I don't know. Just blow the ship and bounce, man. <laughs> uh, It's a good question. I mean, maybe... Yeah, I... It, it would all be conjecture. Yep. I have no idea. That's the thing. Yeah, they, they don't give us any... I don't need everything spelt out, but just yeah. like, man, a little bit of like hint towards your mission here would be great. Like, yeah. This... See, are you getting humans for slaves to bring back? Like, that would make sense. That'd Control all the people and march them all into the, the big hive ship to take off. Yeah. They, they don't seem like they're doing that. It also seems like... They don't... If they have that hive ship... All they really need to do is just blow up the fucking rocket when it gets there. That's, they they that's already have really good. They already clearly have really good space travel. Like that yep. rocket would never get anywhere near them. One of our yeah. crappy NASA rockets. Come on. Compared and with one the, of those little pod bazookas, they could blow yeah. that up the minute it landed without. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. There's something else going on. Something more sinister. I'm sure. Anyway. Uh, David realizes that he needs to talk to someone named General Wilson, who he knows for reasons we can only assume have to do with his dad working at NASA. And he came and spoke in his class for some reason. Because his dad works at NASA. No, like a dare officer or something. Yeah. He's because he had to, it was court mandated. Yeah. He's like, all right, uh, uh, I have to do two hours of this thing because I ran over a kid in the parking lot. Uh, if anybody offers drunk. to stick a stick in your neck, uh, just say no. <laughs> Dare to say no to blinking <laughs> sticks jammed into your spinal column. Uh, I know it sounds fun. They might offer the, the first one to be free, but don't. Oh, you think it makes you look cool and adult to have a glowing <laughs> stick in your spine. Look at well, me, my doesn't. neck's blinking. I'm so cool. <laughs> sure, all of your favorite <laughs> rock stars have <laughs> blinking lights in the back of their necks, but, oh, they'll pay for it eventually. Anyway, okay, so... <laughs> that bit definitely ran its course. Sure, that that bit died very quickly. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Blink neck 182. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he does believe in aliens. Yeah. So, you know what? That that actually tracks better than I would have expected. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, we see a bunch of people working on a liquid nitrogen trailer, and the two dudes who got sucked under the, the sand in the orange yep, jumpsuits. David points them out. He points them out, and they're loading copper wire onto a truck. Mem aliens love their copper, and this is this is as they're being driven into the into the compound into the NASA whatever it is, NASA's base, I guess. 
I don't. I Again, they they have a base, but what? It doesn't matter. It's fucking flying here. I'm yeah, man, he's been driving me nuts too. Kill him. Probably an alien. Probably an alien. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, David's parents show up, and uh, his dad gets a time bomb from two random goons, and so now we meet with the general, uh, and. David's like, hey, show me the back of your neck. And he's like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Sure, I got nothing on the back of my neck. What about you, other guy who's in the room? Nah, I got nothing in the back of my neck either. Okay, cool. And he's like, all right, there was a thing that happened on Friday. Uh, alien ship landed, blah, 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 blah. And General's like, that's not something that happened. You're just a crazy little kid, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the <laughs> this, like fucking guy Friday comes over and he taps him on the shoulder and he's like, I uh, just talked to NASA, and they said there was a UFO that landed on Friday. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, did you not go fucking look? Right? I mean, maybe they sent some people and they all got fucking zombified, but I don't know. It seems weird. And then they have those two UFO dudes that know shit. Bud Court and his buddy there. Like, they know you're telling me those guys aliens. didn't go check this out? If they no, knew apparently not. What the F? These are these are your 1980s scientists are dumbasses characters. <laughs> you know people who are smart, they're actually stupid. Don't worry, you don't need to feel dumb. Anyone who's smart is actually the dumb one. Uh, and that's always a fun character that certainly hasn't led to ruining society by putting those characters in movies. Um, anyway... I wish they did something quirkier with us. I was saying this before we even started oh, recording. Yeah. Like yeah, this yeah. is where the movie starts going to bed for me at the scene because I'm just not a big. I don't like big squadrons of soldiers. Like this felt sure. like it, tur- it started sure. turning into like a war movie. Like I hate to say it, I like I think your treatment is better. I think I actually would have enjoyed your version better. Yeah, I was. I was. And I think you might even be on to what would have made this a hit. Too. Yeah, like if if this if the general like just as a wonky thrown out there example, like if it was Jesse Ventura acting quirky with like a big leopard print hat, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like the crazy general. Yeah, you know what I mean? Who was still there, receptive and and being good like this guy was but just had some oh, yeah, weird absolutely. spunk to him instead we just get your very by the you yeah. know what you expect an army general to look and act like and, and it's just like yeah, cool. he is very not he's not fun he's just yeah. dull and also i think i think the idea i think you're like kids on bikes version of this that you pitched yeah it's before we started i yep. think that's a i think that's a solid i mean it's a stranger things trope now but i mean it is a it's a yeah it but it would be if it was Goonies, if it was any of those movies, it would be more fun. If yeah. it was a uh, a Lost Boys version of this, where nobody believes them, so a bunch of weird kids get together, and the it, kids solve the problem. I would like that so much better than 50 Nameless Soldiers. Like, imagine, like that we get. Yeah. you know, you get your, you get your weird, ultra-smart, science geek kid who's like gut crazy out there. He's your, he's your evil Ed for Fright Night. Yep. You know, like, and he's like, no, this is, this is what they don't want you to know. They use copper to power their spaceships and for their death rays. And oh, blah, so we blah, can blah. actually learn shit about them. Yeah. And so if you had that weird kid, oh, he th- could be saying crazy stuff that you're like, that's a funny, crazy kid. And then it would all be true. Yep. And then he would know. And then we could have a big, dumb heavy who like 
fights the the guys with fists. Absolutely, like, like you could have you could have sort of that character, sort of your uh, your critters. Uh, uh, What's his name? The the farmhand from Critters, who becomes oh, the main character. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Basically a Charlie, only like if he was a giant big lunkhead. Yes. Like if Charlie was like a huge, like 300 pound lunkhead. I won't he play football, look, but I'm too dumb. But he's too dumb. Yeah, but I can like, fight aliens. Like, awesome. <laughs> you're, our, you're our kid. I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. And his name would be Lunk. And he would, I mean, absolutely. Fucking hook me up. Dude, I really think as much as I love this movie, mm-hmm. I think that is a better version of this movie. But whatever. Okay, so he's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, all right. So if you kind of believe this, then let me give you a little bit more." Out here, see those dudes in those bright orange, really easily identifiable outfits? They're aliens. Yeah. Bring them in here and talk to them. And he's like, "Okay, cool. I will." Should I get their guns away from them first? Yeah. <laughs> if I suspect them of being alien spies? Nah, I wouldn't do that. I'd leave. I'd let them keep the guns. So they keep their guns. Why do they even have guns? <laughs> These guys are on the freaking NASA research team working with the army. Like, uh, they're, Why are they packing? Because they're loading copper wire and they have to shoot meth heads. There's <laughs> so many meth heads trying to steal their copper wire to redeem to sell for meth. Was that even going back on that back then? No, I don't think I don't think copper wire was a thing that people were stripping houses for back in the old days. I mean, copper's always been around. I don't, don't want to know when the copper thefts began. Uh, I don't know. I think it had to hit a certain a certain value. And I mean, that's such a like residential area kind of crime, and meth became such a like suburbs drug. Yep. I think maybe those two things kind of came together. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but he has them. He has them for interrogation. They're waiting in the waiting room, and they're both sitting in the chairs, sweating. <laughs> yeah, they're just drenched in sweat, and their eyes are all bugged out. It's great. And then they get invited in, and he's like, "So, uh, you guys aliens?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they both they both draw down on him. Yeah, with their guns. Well, at least he was smart enough to have Rinaldi in the room to. Yeah, he's got His a buddy fucking, there. He's got an American ninja in the room yeah. who's just like, whap, whap. Mm. Luckily, the fucking Wi-Fi signal on those things in the back of their necks takes like five minutes to get reception <laughs> because he, it's really not a, it's, the guy's not Bruce Lee. He's like, they draw their guns a beat. He smacks one of them. Aha, I've got your gun. And then he smacks the other one. Yep. Aha, I have a second gun. It's like, <laughs> man, you could have shot that general 60 times by the time you got that gun. Now, give me one second. I'm getting to you over there. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think it's just slow Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Probably have Spectrum. <laughs> Ugh, God. <laughs> Terrible customer service. Uh, so uh, once they're caught, the alien guys start having seizures. The little things in the back of their necks explode, killing them. They're dead. And uh, meanwhile, there's a giant NASA truck full of liquid nitrogen driving off the base with a bomb on it, we find out later. Yeah, I guess they built a bomb. Yeah. And now we get this, like, the (laughs) entrance of the Gamera movie version of how children are treated on military bases thing happening here, where it's like, Kenny... Tell us how you would handle the situation. Well, I would talk to Gamera. And it's like, he's talking, literally this little kid is like, 
I'm eight years old. Yeah. Get me your top scientists. All right, and here's our top scientists. Here, why don't you take a gun while we're at it, too, and ride along with us into full danger? Absolutely yeah. mental. He talks to literally the two top scientists at NASA and the general of the entire base. And, yep. uh, and he's like, he asks about the famous Mars photo, and they're like, oh, that crap? That's just the stuff that we mm. felt like showing. The other stuff... We saw people with like a chorus party ball and they were like fucking playing beach volleyball on Mars. It was all over the place. There's some real crazy photos that and we didn't want you to see. Here's another problem too with like here's where Bud where we meet Bud Court and yeah. the other guy who are the scientist team, but like they're also not that interesting. Like, man, you took Bud just like they dialed down Karen Black. Yes. They hired Bud Court and said be a three <clears throat> as well. Like Dude. It is weird. What are you doing? Yeah, Bud Court should have been at a 10. And it's like he had that scene where he gets, when he gets shot, where he's like, oh my gosh, they're understanding me. But it's like so yeah. lazy by Bud Court standards of yep. this performance. So it's very odd that they didn't go full bore making these characters more eccentric, too, because they're frankly oh, yeah. boring characters, man. Especially the not Bud Court one is just a nothing burger of a character. Yeah. Like, it's, damn, man. It's weird. Um, so. These scientists basically, like, they're, like, standing around and they're all kind of doing nothing. They haven't mobilized anything. They're like, okay, they're like, oh, there's no water under the surface, or there's no water on the surface, but there's water underneath the, the grounded Mars. And so that's where they live. These things live under the surface. We now know we're about to launch a Mars rocket. Okay, so he's like, oh, my God, they're going after the rocket. But it's like... These things have infiltrated the highest levels of government and you guys are like mobilizing to stop them from blowing up a fucking rocket. Call the fucking president. <laughs> this is a big deal. Yeah. What are you doing? But whatever. We find out that the liquid nitrogen truck is wired to explode. Why nitrogen of all things? I was I know it was oxygen. Oh, was it? It was liquid oxygen. Oh, I thought it was yeah. liquid nitrogen. No. Okay, that makes more sense. You watch too that... much T2, boy. <laughs> and that <laughs> explodes. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, blah, blah, blah. They blow it They blow it up in the most bizarre way to sabotage a rocket that I could... Again, it's like, I want to know if these... Did these Martians, like, know that we were setting this rocket somehow? Like, have they been spying on us? Yeah, like... I mean, clearly they do know this. And, I mean, it takes a long time to get from Mars to here. Yes. I don't know how long. I'm not a scientist, but I know it's not like a like a No, it's it's not just a long road trip. It's like a year like forever. No, it's it is it is a you aren't going to live to see the ride home. Exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a it's not one of those things. I mean with current technology, but we don't know what they were packing over there. They could have been something amazing. Yeah. Some sort of new thing that warps space and time and they get there in like under a half hour. Well, I mean, that's what the aliens could have been using, but for our ship, I don't yeah. know, how are they spying on us? We're like, hey, guys, we need to stop this ship on Earth, like, because, like, in 50 years, it's going to get here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, and everybody aboard is going to be dead. But yeah. Who knows? Okay. Uh, it all blows up. Who cares? They find more uh, workers loading copper wire. And the general says probably my favorite line of, of his, certainly. Don't worry, boy. The Marines have no qualms about killing Martians, <laughs> which I thought was a really sweet 50s line. Yep. That's real good. Uh, we get a mobilization montage. Uh, and this this is where we get a lot of stuff that's very similar to the Night of the Living Dead 2 
kind of like there is there's a lot of night of the living dead too in this part Mm -hmm. aside from just having our actor from night of the living dead in that uh okay so now the marines descend on the school and david's backyard and it's like these are the marines yeah so they're violating the posse comitatus act and absolutely that general's going to be court-martialed but you know what what is this actor check i don't know what you're talking about uh, you're not allowed to put marines on on u.s soil without a fucking congressional declaration oh okay it's just it's totally illegal gotcha but in this case, he might be forgiven. To if save he's the like, world. Uh, there's aliens. Yeah. I think people would go, oh, dude. Yeah, do you think? Uh, <laughs> fucking aliens. I, I have a feeling that they might overlook it. Anyway, uh, this is where we get all of that really great, all the really great shots of 40 actors looking like 400 actors. Uh, the scientist shows up with some hilariously bogus tricorder thing that they're <laughs> waving. <laughs> And we get uh, fucking Christopher Alport from uh, from Jack Frost here as the main uh, as our main military guy. We get the sheriff from Jack Frost. No, oh. he's our he's our main marine. Uh, and so, in the typical Spielberg or Gamera movie fashion, uh, David's given total access to literally everything. <laughs> he's in on every single thing. He's listening into all the plans. He's just riding that they're in the making. cars he's with yeah. with the general. Uh, and David's like, "We just need to talk to them." And the the general's like, "Huh, interesting. That's an interesting point you make." <laughs> and on his other side, while David's like, "We should talk to them," there is literally a dude briefing him about the locations. Of his troops as they relate to aliens that want to kill them. And David's like interrupting to be like, maybe if we talked to them or gave them Nintendos, <laughs> they would like it better. They're and just wouldn't... misunderstood. Ah. <laughs> uh... If they could just play Super Mario Brothers with me, I think they'd be fine. I mean, that's kind of like the secret to world peace. But it might be true. Not everybody will play the game. <laughs> uh, anyway, foolishly, they listen to the military intelligence officer and not the eight-year-old kid, and a clumsy soldier falls down into the sand. Whoops. Boopsie doopsie. He gets sucked down into the whirlpool. See you, Boba. And... Uh, <laughs> We go into into the hive and we meet the slow dorky creatures moving around, and uh, we also now we see the giant eyeball cannons on their sides. Well, one of them has it. Uh, One's yes. packing. One is packing. The One's a one. pacifist. <laughs> That's great. There's only two of them, and only one of them gets a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. That's nice. We only we <laughs> only sculpted one gun, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Jesus Christ. And it's the same sculpt that we used for their eyeballs, so whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so Bud Court decides to talk to one of the huge ball sacks, and they're like, oh, he, he understands. And they're like, ha, ha, <laughs> And this could have been funny. It could have been I, Mars a taxi. That's what I'm saying. I feel like Ugh. they. I feel like this scene sucks, man. They just dropped the ball in the scene, where he's just like, and then Bud Court just keeps repeating, like, hey, he understands me. He understands me. Yeah. And it's like for a third time when he says it, I'm like, really, man? Like, Yeah, yeah. This could have been written way better. Exactly. Absolutely. His dialogue sucks. It just feels like he was trying to, like, like like he's just like waiting for Toby to kill cut and he's yeah, not yeah, yeah. so he's like um he understands me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was honestly like I was 
I was nearly angry that they didn't do the Mars attacks here. It's like, just at least show the fucking skeleton. Yeah. Like, the, I wanted the scene from uh, from one of the Mars attacks trading cards yep. where you see the skeleton as the death ray hits him. Yes. And you can see part of his arms and legs and then just the skeletonized center. Man, you made, you, you made him bright and pink glowing with a laser. Just put a fucking cartoon skeleton in there for two seconds. Cartoon <laughs> skeleton would have made all the difference for yes. that scene. Like, I would have loved it, but whatever. We didn't get it. Um, and I'll never forgive them. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, Bud Court's gone. He's He's gone. We pretty much ignore the other scientists completely after this part, too. Totally. Uh, they're immune to the machine guns. They fire the machine guns. Ah, so many shots. You know, I thought that dropped them. I didn't even notice And them. then eventually, the one guy gets tapped on the head and then he fires his bazooka and that that knocks him over and they he just falls over like they, a tipped cow yeah he literally is just like <laughs> i didn't even gather like the bazooka took him out because i thought i thought you know that helped i thought when he shot it but like they shot him with Maybe. the machine guns and you see the blood dripping so i thought they just took him down with that because no just because goopy organs because when he hits him uh all the rubber guts get thrown back at him when the bazooka hits the thing somebody some pa throws a handful <laughs> of like really fakey rubber guts that are not wet at all it's mm. like it, it looks like laundry yep flies back at them and it's awesome i i loved that scene i feel like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have liked it as much if it had been like bloody even yeah i feel like there's something about I would have liked how to, much of like a guar show it was i would have liked to see happy. one of the, i would have liked to see those meatballs blow up though Oh, same, but they when they get hit by the machine, yeah, come on, <laughs> they couldn't afford that. That's eh, fair. All right, David wants to save his parents now. This <laughs> fucking scene. This kid has been like on top of everything the whole movie, and he yep. knows. I mean, you could say you could chalk it up to being like he's a kid and it's his parents. Yeah, and obviously I get that, but like he's been on top of everything, and all of a sudden in a split second he's just like. I gotta go save my mom and dad and run into the belly of the beast totally well, unarmed. No. Bye. No, you're what? right. You're absolutely right. Because uh, to me, I don't hate that he did it. Like, I think that it was the right way for that scene to unfold and all that. All they had to do was say, all right, we're going down to plant the charges now and then we'll detonate it and we'll kill everything in that fucking hive yep. and whatever. The general just says, if he had just said that, and David that, had overheard it and gone, no, no, my parents got, are in my there. My parents are in there. I have to save them. That would make sense. I have to get them out. Wow, first. it's a whole thing is it's fixed with a line. You're all right. it would have needed. Yep, just that. But they didn't give him that. So unfortunately, just, didn't like, have that. He just like snapped and became a completely different character. Yep, in one second. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I was screaming. I was screaming at the screen. Uh, but he gets sucked into the whirlpool, and uh, Karen Black follows him. She gets sucked in as well. The army guys are like, well, fuck this thing, and they throw charges into it. They're all on cables, <laughs> and they get winched back out of the hole, and then the monster that, or Is that going to blow up the kid? I don't know. <laughs> it's his fault for jumping yeah. in there. Uh, so either the machine or the monster or whatever it is that's in there gets blown up, and the, the sand just disappears, basically. It all falls into the hole, and then there's a ridiculously clean round massive cavernous hole for the marines to rappel down into 
we go into the main chamber of the hive with the supreme intelligence and david is watching as aliens drill one of the control antennae into our into jack frost and uh, or the sheriff from jack frost <laughs> and uh david's probably going to need a ton of therapy after this uh who would to be fair this is <laughs> not going to be great for him uh so uh david nearly gets away here like because those giant cow aliens are so fucking slow. Yeah. But uh, they somehow managed to catch him. I don't know. They don't even really have, like, dexterous hands of any sort. Like, I think they have little snappy, like, lobster claws or something. They do have tiny hands that come out of the top of them. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, but... Uh, but do they even catch him? Doesn't the teacher catch him? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Teacher catches him here. That explains it. Um... So the Marines keep on going through the tunnels. We do this like kind of 1950s version of aliens kind of riff with them, like looking at all the cool scenery and we get little shots and then our scientists are poking at things and they're like copper, something, something copper. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And he's like, so now David is like, I need, just need to talk to the Supreme Intelligence. And so he somehow they let him. Why not? I mean, he gets to talk to everybody else. He gets, he always (laughs) does. And uh, he pleads with Krang, basically. He's like, let my parents go and Karen Black and everything else. <laughs> you and, can keep the teacher, though. But you can keep this fucking teacher because <laughs> she was, was awesome. a monster beforehand. Yep. I love that. Uh, but yeah. And then he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you can tell that he makes a noise and it basically is pretty clearly fuck you. <laughs> and David's like, no. Fuck you. And, he, and security's so lax that he punches the supreme intelligence in its exposed brain. And calls him a dick brain. <laughs> this is back back to the back to the beginning of this movie where I was like, if I was watching this as a kid and I was like, man, this is so cool that this kid gets to swear with his parents. And then when you watch this kid be like, shut up, dick brain, and hit a monster. Like <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> he punches the monster. Yep. And the monster's like <laughs> He has I, that monster's face is so expressive, I too. I love it, man. It's such a good creature. Oh, I love it so much. And so, uh, on his way out, he smacks his possessed teacher with his sack full of coins, and she falls into one of the mouths of the ball sack monsters, <laughs> who are, you know, like a vampire or something, or any of those kinds of creatures. They're just so ravenous, they can't yeah. help themselves, even though they're not supposed to eat her. Yeah, free they're snack. Like, mm, whatever. You all saw it! It, 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 listen it yeah, fell in it fell into my mouth come on <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, fell onto my fangs <laughs> <laughs> so the guy that just got the neck poke comes out and he's trying to shoot the general but his love of america is too strong <laughs> he's like no you're gonna have to shoot me and he fires one shot in the air the soldiers shoot him he gets to die for his beloved country. God bless America. And uh, soldiers kill two more Martians, two more ballsack creatures. Mm. The same the ones. The same two ones. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then the soldiers get into the main chamber and they shoot their shit out of the fucking Krang monster. It doesn't seem to bother him that much. Does, I mean, he bleeds. You yeah, do see yeah, some oh holes yeah. pop out. Uh, but then he's, he's like, get, yeah, fuck this. He's like, <laughs> he has some sort of electrical weapon that fries everything that's in right. the room. Th- that, that's right. This is another problem that I had with this. I felt because they come in there, they just start shooting up supreme intelligence. Yep. 
he puts up, I don't know, is it a force field? Is it just short circuits? Short circuiting? It's, it's, it's just, something. it's like some sort of electricity that kills everybody that's near it. Like, and then eventually he's just like, eh, I'm going back upstairs. I'm Bye. Go- going into my space. So it's just butt. like, there's no like cool, there's no like cool climactic alien death here. They just kind yeah. of, they just fire machine guns willy nilly until they, the guy goes, I'm going back in. Bye. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh. It's it's too okay. bad because it's like guys, you know what works. If you'd brought the goddamn bazooka, you'd yeah. probably be done with this by now. You'd probably be able to be reverse well, they, engineering this entire place. Well, they shoot a bazooka at it at the end, but it doesn't seem to do anything. It's oh, like, really? Yeah, they get that one guy and he shoots a thing, and I don't know what they they he pops up at the end, and you're just like and they're just like shoot for the babadook, and he shoots shoot and it for just the like babadook, and it just like blows a panel off the wall, and then we just move on and we don't care. Like I don't oh, know if yeah, there was I missing. I remember that. I don't know if something was missing or I don't like, know what that but it just didn't make too. it. Like this whole ending, this is another part, another part that I just feel huh. is very broken. And it's a shame that it is because it's the the climax, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanna I want that supreme intelligent alien to get his comeuppance. Yeah, same. Instead he's just like, right, bye, I don't like your guns in my hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm glad that he didn't get killed because he would have looked so sad. <laughs> like that little that little guy, I wouldn't have wanted to see him looking sad after he was shot. Mm. Just like so petulant. <laughs> Be very sad. Anyway, uh so spaceship is about to take off and they've set charges all over the place um they've got five minutes to get out and then some people are killed by the phallic drill thing but now it's just loose and floating through the hallways yeah i mean you can kind of duck it you can it's not like the cleaner and uh no people do duck it they absolutely do uh the marines kill some more krites and uh but it turns out they've sealed off all the entrances so now they can't get out (laughs) Turns out, David is smart, and he says, look at this thing. It's an alien weapon. But they're like, we can't activate it. If only we had some copper. Sir, we don't bring <sighs> coins into battle. It's true. That is, I mean, I would imagine <laughs> that is probably true. <laughs> uh, and they know that that's how it works, because David is an alienologist. and Because uh, he saw them put something into it earlier that didn't look like copper at all. So he was like, I saw them earlier put something that didn't look like copper in it at all, so I yep. know it runs on copper. Like, this is another scene where it's like, Ugh. <sighs> And then, so he's just like, okay, I hit my teacher with the other bag of pennies. I gotta use my 1958D mint condition penny. Yep. And then he just sticks it in, and then he tells the soldier, he's like, you aim, I'll fire. And it's just like, You've never touched this thing before in your life, kid. Like, how do you know how to fire it? They don't care. He's magic. Again, like, if why... it looked like if it the fucking why thing... was there a coin slot? <laughs> yeah, well, that's where you load the power source in for the ray gun. So that scene makes sense. But like, are they if just it... coming to Earth for pennies? Yes. Oh. If it <laughs> okay. if if the thing looked like a gun. Yes. It would be like, cool, I get it. You hold it, I'll fire. Right, Instead, right. it just looked like he's holding a giant artichoke, and he's just like, yeah, I'll fire it. I know where the button is, I guess. I know where the, yeah, I know where the button on the artichoke is. <laughs> uh, but David hears his parents calling to him from inside the ship. They're looking like a proto Mulder and Scully here. I was yeah. like, wow, that is pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, David essentially gets his parents to chase after him so that they're no longer in the spaceship when it takes off. We get the cool, crazy lights flashing everywhere, craft taking off, and it gets a little bit airborne, and all the charges go off inside. And uh, that, I guess, 
disables the control devices in the parents' necks in such a way that they don't go into seizures and die like the two guys who had them explode before. Well, I think the guys before were told to explode die. from yeah, the yeah. ship. This one was just, we lost connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just have zero bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, David wakes up. Turns out it was all a dream. What the F? I know. I... I don't know why this happened. Why would you do? Who, who thought why this was a good idea? Why wouldn't you just cut this? Especially if you can't make the thing happen at the end that yeah. you wanted. Why wouldn't you just? And even cut if the it? thing that was supposed to happen at the end happened at the end, it still doesn't it's make still any stupid. sense. It's stupid. Why would yeah. it be a dream? Why no, wouldn't you just I move agree. on? Just, just let it be real. Yeah. Let this just have happened. But whatever. Okay. So he's in his bed. He screams. His parents come to his room. He checks their necks, but they don't have things in their necks. This was all a dream. And then we get this fucking Wizard of Oz tacked on thing, like an homage to the Wizard of Oz, where they're like, oh, you're just thinking of this person and this person who did this. And it's all things from his life. And it's like, that was not set up well enough to be a Wizard of Oz. No. He's like, you just saw him and you thought this. And so when you had your dream, you assigned this to it. And it's like... That is tenuous you know, at best. And it and it could kind of work better, too, if they did this kind of thing. Where it was like, you just dreamed about all the things, and then they left the room, you know what I mean? And then he was just like, hey, where's my penny collection? Like, that wasn't that. Unfortunately, in this scene, the penny collection is back. Yes. You know, that would have been cool if he looked over and he was like, where's the penny collection? And then they went to the living room, and the parents were sitting there with the supreme brain in the living room, you know, together. So I was like, oh, it did happen. Like, ah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I like... You pitched one earlier that uh, before we even started that I like even better. Like he's like, wait a minute. So he notices something's wrong in the room. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Yep. So he's like, wait, my penny collection's gone. Yeah. And so he goes and he opens the door. Oh, and, and he's in the hive. Yes. And the hive has taken off. Yep. And they just basically made up a room to look like it. And or he just sees the Martian landscape and he opens a door. Or, yeah. or, he, or we phantasm this thing and he literally opens it to a fucking Martian Exactly, world. yeah. Amazing. Anything other than just the... Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the way the movie was supposed to end was he was supposed to look in his parents' room and they were getting eaten by the, the meatball monsters from yeah. earlier. Which still doesn't make any sense. So, nope. so then he wakes up and it wasn't... It was a dream, but then it became not a dream. Yeah, uh, it's not- yeah, it's it's stupid. But then it turns out that it isn't a dream because it was a premonition. So he was having a he was having a psychic dream because then the alien spaceship lands. Yeah, and he yet sees again. it all start again. He, ru- he runs to his parents' room and screams. I He's hate caught all in the nightmare that won't end. Cause a wheel, etc., etc. Mm, I hate all this ending of this movie. Yeah. I... I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I don't love it. I, 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 there I, are I a hate million it and possibilities. It, it made me angry. Better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I agree. It's that is to me uh, obviously the worst part of the movie. It's yep. the, it's the weakest part of the film. But and I wonder if that was a studio in, inference because this was a kids movie. It's yeah. like kind of about a. It still ends kind of spooky though. Like, I mean that like ending it like Troll Two, where like everything is fine and it's all we've we've destroyed the evil whatever oh no i go out and then my parents are still being killed yeah you know that it's basically a troll 2 ending yeah i this came after troll 2 i think so i guess it's a troll 2 ending i think this was before oh okay so troll 2 has a this movie ending yes (laughs) still troll 2's ending 
that movie is terrible, but that ending is fucking traumatizing. Yeah. That is like child's nightmare <laughs> ending from hell. Fuck. Uh, yeah, but this still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fucking love it. I enjoyed it for the most part. I definitely like the first half better. I like the whole everybody's starting to yep. become neck monsters. Like yeah, I yeah. thought that was cool once once it got into the. And I think that as much as I think the hive looks cool, like it does, it looks amazing. Yeah. But we spend so much time in it in the end that I'm just like, all right, I yes. just kind of got bored in I the agree. third act. And the third act shouldn't be boring. The third act should be like this is ramping up. But I yeah. just feel like it. It just chugs along slowly no, when it should I think, be exciting at the end. I think that the movie uh, The Faculty kind of does this whole thing in a way better. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't because I haven't seen that since freaking high school. Like, it feels like, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's Robert Rodriguez, so yeah, it's well directed. But again. it's like, it's a CW version of this. It's yep. like instead of being like a 50s set piece thing, it's like a modern looks like a CW show. But, you know, obviously better because Robert Rodriguez is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it's it's not an original concept, obviously, as a remake. But, I mean, it's like we've seen it a million times. Yep. And I just like this is my favorite version of it because of how cartoony it is and how surreal and just how blatant the sets are like it feels like it feels like a movie from another time and i feel like this is in my in my personal feelings this is the same as thing from another planet and the thing i think of these as similar qualities of remakes and i think that this movie will have a cultural reevaluation over time i think people are going to see this movie in the future and it's going to be reappraised as being better than it. like because this was like considered a garbage movie when it came yeah out. it flopped too it yeah. flopped hard and people were like making fun of everything about it and misunderstanding it on a lot of levels exactly like the thing i mean the thing was like people did not understand it when it came out they watched the it carpenter like, one yeah yep they didn't they didn't get it and you know, like I think Leonard Malton said it was terrible, and like Siskel and Ebert said it was terrible, and Malton's a dummy anyway. I mean, they're all dummies, but <laughs> but same deal. It's like this is this is a bonkers movie, and if you like bonkers movies, you should watch it. Yeah, and I say watch the original too because it's really fun. Nope, I definitely don't regret watching this. It definitely had things that I didn't jive with, but as a whole, like, I'm glad I watched it finally. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's true, and I think I think your your problem with the army people is just them sticking too close to the fifties version, where it's like yeah, and the, a again, bunch of weird GI Joes like getting mobilized. Yeah, and, yeah. Again, it's just one of those things. I don't know why. It's just a tur- it's just a cinema turnoff for me. Like we were talking about when I watched Goodfellas for the first time, and it's like <laughs> I didn't like it because it was a me problem. Like I don't like gangsters, and I don't like drug movies. And then that one was just like, here's a gangster movie. And oh, in the third act, we're gonna turn into a drug movie. I was like, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> Okay. And then this one was just like, oh, he turned into an army man movie. Like, ah, yeah. man. So it's like, I can't fault the movie for it. But. I'd still I'd still give you a, a devil's advocate to your defense of the movie, which is that army guys are inherently boring. Yes. Cinematically, because literally you're talking about people who are wearing camouflage. They're trying to look as much like the background scenery. You In movies, you want things that pop and come forward. Yeah. 
And these guys literally are dressed specifically to blend in with the background. Yep. And they're all dressed the same, so... There's nothing visually stunning or... It's like, when Aliens made all of their amazing characters that are some of the most memorable film characters in history... Yeah. They didn't dress them all the same. Yeah, imagine if they did. How's... They gave them all the ability to look completely different. Yep. So that you visually had an idea. They, they G.I. Joe'd them. Yes. The, exactly. <laughs> they G.I. Joe'd them from the 80s as opposed to G.I. Joeing them from the that's 50s. That's what I mean. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> one's got to be Snake Eyes. Like, that's what they should have done. They should have had a fucking special forces with, like, ah, we got Zartan showing up. Or something. That would have been great. Like, again, if, if the army general they went to was just like, oh, I've got a crack team. It became like an A team thing where he was already Jesse Ventura in a leopard print hat, and he's like, "Hold on, let me get Hold my on. Let, let me, me get, get my Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. uh, Bill Dukes." And like, <laughs> I mean, to be realistic, we're not gonna get that. But like, if he Shane had like, Black, if he, if he had in. like a secret squad of you know five quirky dudes that came in, oh, I would have taken the five quirky dudes over the five hundred army men. Holy in a shit, second. that is so much better. Yeah, the like. We've got to, like, even if... If he went done... rogue, he was just like, I oh, man, I can't have my army men... Like you said, it's a treaty. I can't have my army men go on the... on the yep. So, But luckily, I've got this luckily crackpot team. Yeah. We've got... <laughs> I like the idea that they're a crackpot team as opposed to a crack team. Yeah. But I think that's good. <laughs> I think that would be good. Like that The crack just... team's a B team. <laughs> right. That they're totally wackadoos. Yes. That it's like a bunch of, like, totally out there conspiracy theorist nuts. Yeah. And they're all, like... Armed. Yeah, they're all <laughs> armed to the teeth, and it's like, oh, yeah, we can't have them in the regular army, but they're really good yep. at what they do, and they're all just totally bonkers. Oh, so much better. Oh, to have a Snake Eyes ninja chopping up meatballs with his sword? I mean, yeah, I know I'm asking for the world at this point. Yeah, but. you really are. <laughs> if the world is Snake Eyes chopping meatballs with sword. But you know what's funny? You know, that the, those G.I. Joe movies that barely worked, that, like, made for... I never vaguely seen boring yeah. action films that yeah. you're like, ah, eh, they were okay. You could just do this. You could put them into other movies. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just take those colorful, wacky characters and be like, "There's aliens." Fight these meatballs. <laughs> Perfect. People don't want war movies. People don't like the mention of war and these sorts of things in yep. movies because it reminds them of terrible things. I got a great idea. Aliens. Yep. Fuck it. Presto. <laughs> just have them fight aliens. Ugh, boo. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, that's my opinion. I welcome yours. Yep, and you got mine, Copyright too. Fred Nutter, 1982. Ah, <laughs> oh, Fred. <laughs> that's, a, that's a regionalism that yep. only people from this 50-mile uh, radius will understand. And if you're an old. Really? Was he anywhere else if you were old? What? Fred Nutter? Oh. Fred Nutter's been dead for years, though. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, he was, he was a... He was only regional. Like, he... Oh yeah, no, was it was like a, it was on our yeah, station. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was Channel Six. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, he hasn't been dead for that. He was there when I started back in two thousand four. So, Jesus. Yes, he would always sign off with. That's, That's our, our opinion. opinion. We, we welcome, welcome yours. <laughs> R.I.P. Fred. Oh, we love you, Fred. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. You should support us by going to Coast City Comics, which is the comics shop that we're filming this in and we're recording this in, uh, that we both work at. Yeah. And uh, you can you can buy things here 
online, can. or you can come into the store and buy things here uh, yes. and say hi to us. If you like, if you like comics, you can do that, and that supports us and helps us. You can buy T-shirts, you can buy toys, but you know we also have things that are movie appropriate. You can buy Blu-rays from us. We have that yeah. kind of stuff on the site. Most of the movies that we cover, I try to carry those in the store, so you can order those online. Um, we also do movie soundtracks and we do horror, we do, uh, punk rock and metal stuff. So there's all we, that kind of stuff. We do skateboards. If you do skating, you like toys. I put, I, so I put like nine different versions of Jason on the shelf today. Was, we got so many Jasons. Yeah. I think you went too hard on the Jasons. I might've gone a little too hard. You know on what? I wish you could order like a, like a variety pack. You know what I mean? Does, does NECA do that? Can you do that? They don't do variety packs. Just no. give me one of each. No, we're Instead, just we got like six part fours, six part fives. Eight. Eight. A lot of those were like eight cases of eight. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of those. We got but a lot of Jasons. Buy, buy some, some, buy some buy fucking Jasons because there is no more room on the shelf. Oh, that part seven, Jason, is Sweet, and it comes with the uh, and it comes with the buzzsaw, the, oh, yep. the fucking hedge trimmer. We got a we got a, we got a we got an ultimate pinhead toy in today. Yeah, that nice. looks great. Oh, it's. I was kind of so I was kind of shocked how good the pins look in that. I was wondering how they how they even make that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how they make them look so good, but <laughs> they they do a great job. NECA is amazing. NECA, honestly, if you're ever like, I want to buy toys, but I don't want to support a scumbag company. <laughs> NECA, they're the best. They treat independent retailers really well. They like give us deals that they make sure are commensurate with like Target and Walmart. Like they are awesome. So cool. yeah, support those guys and support us at CoastCityComics.com. Yeah. Our prices are pretty good. If you spend forty bucks, we'll give you free shipping and maybe a sticker. Yeah, and we might we might even give you a free sticker. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah, next week uh, we got some special stuffs coming up. Uh, Bobby Knipes gonna yes, be on next that's week. That's right. Oh God, We're we talking... gotta prepare for that. Yeah, that's all you. I got. En- I got engineer. Oh God, we I got, gotta learn how to do stuff. Okay. We got Bobby Knipe coming on the show next to week to talk out. about his new movies, and uh, after that, we got a uh, we got we got Jackie Kong's coming to town. Yes. So we that's gotta figure quite, all that. Quite stuff the crazy too. get. Yeah. Let's 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 figure out how to do things good so we don't look like total dildos when she shows up. Yeah, that'll be weird. Okay, anyway. <laughs> all right, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Good Faces. night.